Good morning. I trust everybody is dried out by now. I told Doug my dandelions were so soggy they may never recover. I had to move their pot further inside the patio, but the rain just blew inside it and filled it right back up again. And I guess there's, I, I'm not sure, but it's a big pot, and I thought there was holes in the bottom, but there might not be, so... I also want to tell you something. Last week I said how that I always felt different than other people. The song we sang said so beautifully, you call me into your holy presence and I'm captured by that holy calling. I want to say there is no regret in my mind or my heart about feeling different than other people or living differently than my peers or going to different places than my peers. I thank God every day for his holy calling, for the calling to his holy presence. Whether we're called to do anything specific in the, in the work of the Lord or not, we're called to his holy presence. And I'm thankful, so thankful for that calling. And I just wanted to make sure everybody knows there's no regret there, not at all. I have a very short message for you this morning, but hopefully one that will build faith in God because of who he is and what he can do for those who put their faith in him. And Father, I ask you to make it enough in your name. Lord, I ask you to open our eyes to the scripture with the beautiful eye salve of the Holy Spirit and help us to understand and to seed it deeply within our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning we're going to be reading in Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24, and I'm calling this simply, put your faith in God. In the 24th chapter of Luke, where Jesus had just been resurrected from the dead, he'd been seen by many people, Peter and John and Mary. And then, just a little ways later into the chapter, Jesus saw the two men walking down the road to Emmaus. You remember that. Certainly not by coincidence did he see them. And they were discussing, the two men were discussing among themselves the awful things that they had witnessed that just happened to Jesus. When Jesus himself walked up to the pair and began converse, conversing with them. And verse 16 has a real important insight to this conversation. For it says that God prevented them from recognizing him. He shielded their eyes, spiritual eyes, that they could not tell who he was as they were walking on this journey. And Jesus sort of had a little playtime with them in a way, and he said to them, what are you talking about? 
And they said, well, you must be the only one in all of Jerusalem who doesn't know what has happened and hasn't heard the awful news. And Jesus said, well, what has happened? And they told him how that three days ago, this powerful prophet of God, this teacher who had taught so beautifully in the, in the temple and had done such amazing miracles in front of them, but how that the leading priests and the religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and he was crucified right in front of them. And how they were so crushed because all their hopes and their dreams were shattered at that moment in time. They said, we had hoped that he was the Messiah sent to rescue Israel, but now where is our hope? And it sounds like they, just like we do as humans today, we assume that the situation or the problem that we're looking at, whatever it is, has to be too big for God to solve it. We're going to pick up a reading in Luke chapter 24, verse 25. I only have a few scripture for you this morning. Verse 25. And Jesus said to the two men, Oh, you foolish people! Why do you find it so hard to believe? The King James says, Oh, you fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scripture. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. They still did not know at this point who he was, but they knew they did not want him to leave their presence. And they begged him, go home with us, stay with us. And at their bidding, he did just that. And Jesus ate with them, and the Bible says that then their eyes were opened and they knew him. And at that very moment, he vanished from their sight. Oh no, just when it seems like a glimmer of hope had returned to their situation, their hope was going to be restored because they recognized him as Jesus Poof, and he vanished from in their sight. And they were recounting this event to others later, and they said, oh, did not our hearts burn within us when he opened up the scriptures to us? Can't you just imagine hearing Jesus telling these men about himself and what the scriptures said about him, what he would do and who he was? The message is, has Jesus opened your eyes to the scripture about him? Because what he does, it will truly be a faith-building moment in time. And I want to say, just ask Tyler Canchola, Christie's son, about that. 
because of the power of prayer and his new but very real faith in God and the scriptures, which he's been studying with a group of his buds in basic training against every odd that he came up against, and there were many. You know because you've heard the stories and have prayed that he could overcome, and he did. There have been many to be overcome, but I'm telling you that he's now passed every test, and his title is United States Army Combat Medic Specialist as of this day today. Praise the Lord for that. And I praise the Lord that his mother lived through it too. Her faith has been strengthened and increased because of who Jesus is. I'm saying that the result of us truly believing and putting our faith in God and having our eyes open to who he is and the scriptures about him, even in the very midst of our hardest trials, even when it looks like there's no hope, God can do the impossible. And I'm telling you, as you've heard me say before, I know from experience that he may not answer every prayer we pray. We don't understand these things. We leave it to God. Sometimes we ask amiss, the Bible says. And sometimes we ask for things not in his will, the word tells us. But he will bring about powerful demonstrations and love that we cannot even comprehend and peace that goes beyond the understanding of the mind through the Spirit of God operating. The gifts of the Holy Spirit edify and lift up and build up the body of the church and that will result in growth and personal spiritual growth and yes, answered prayer. This is why I wanted Don to show you the pictures. I don't know why he couldn't get the sound up, but seconds before that tree plummeted to the earth, he said, oh God, protect us. Protect the children. Uh, chickens. <laughs> the children weren't out there. It was pouring down rain. Protect the chickens. Protect the house and all of us. And boom, that thing came crashing down to the ground. God answers prayer. Amen. Later on in chapter 24, just before Jesus ascended to heaven, he was with his disciples. Look at verse 44. And then he said, when I was with you before, I told you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the psalm must be fulfilled. Then he opened their eyes of understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. And he said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that the message of repentance and the remission of sins should be preached in his name 
to all the nations beginning at Jerusalem. And then he said, verse 48, <coughs> and you are witnesses of all these things. All that was written about the Messiah must come to pass. So much of it has already come to pass, either in that time or even earlier in our lifetime with Israel coming back to their land. But I'm telling you the rest of it will come to pass. Just as these end-time events that were chronicled in the book of Revelation are unfolding and also the book of Daniel and Ezekiel and all of these prophets are unfolding in this present time. We are witnesses of this. We are the ones that recognize with our very eyes who it is speaking about. And I'm getting ready to close with this. This is for right now. In Mark chapter 11, Jesus had cursed the fig tree. And that's going to be for another message another day soon. And when Peter and the disciples were astonished that the fig tree was already dead the very next day after Jesus cursed it, Jesus' words to them were what? Have faith in God. I want to read you what Matthew Henry wrote about this. He said they were impressed by the effect of Christ's words. But he said, why a lively, active faith would put as great a power into your prayers. Whosoever shall say, because after Jesus said, have faith in God, he said, if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and you do not doubt in your heart, it will be done. And Matthew said, if you say that this mountain on this Mount of Olives be removed and cast into the sea, listen, and if he has but any word of God, if the one who says it has any word of God in general or in particular to build his faith upon, and if he shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith, according to the warrant he has from what God hath said, it shall come to pass, and he shall have whatsoever he saith. I love this so much. Do you have anything to stand on today? Can you look back and say, oh, I remember what God did for me then. I remember I heard a word from the Lord, either in general or in particular, and I put my whole trust and my belief in it, and it came to pass because God accomplished it. He goes on to say that, through the strength and the power of God in Christ, the greatest of difficulties, Tyler, 
can get over it because the things shall be affected by the one who has the power to grant it. Amen? Church, recount your victories, your past victories in Christ. Recount the words of God, both in general and in particular, and believe in the one who has the power to grant them. I can recall 10 miracles at least of healing that I've seen in, in our ministry. And you know that I can't separate ministry with Jim and me together from ministry from me now. It's just all one because we were one and we worked together in the ministry of the Lord. I'm going to tell you two things. Doug was so sick when he was a baby. He had ear infection after ear infection and bronchitis after bronchitis. And one Sunday night, the, the Smiths were the pastor and he called a prayer line and I was standing right where Christy is sitting right now. And I was standing holding him and he was too sick to be at church, but that's what we did because that's what we knew to do. And I told Jim, the Lord just spoke to me and said, take him now. And we went forward with him. And the pastor put his hand on Doug. And I'm telling you, from that day till this, the kid never had another ear infection. He never had another bronchitis. He was healthy and strong. He never even gets a cold today. And I thank the Lord. I look back at that and I say, oh, the one who has the power to change it, changed it that night. One time in Texas, Don was so sick. He had pneumonia constantly, maybe five or six times when he was a little guy. It always seemed to start with croup. And, you know, I was a young, dumb mother, and my mother wasn't there with us in Texas when this was going on. And I took him to the doctor, and he said, well, I'm going to put him in the hospital because he's too sick to be out. And I said, please let me take him home and, and let me work with him. He wouldn't eat anything, he wouldn't drink anything, not even a popsicle, nothing I could get down him. His fever was high, and I made a bed in the floor in the living room, and I put him on it. He was probably four, something like that, three, four, five years old, little bitty guy, white as a sheet. And Jim had called me earlier and said, what did the doctor say? And I was bawling and I said, he wants to put him in the hospital. And Jim said, I'm coming home. And we knelt on the floor around that baby's uh, pallet that I made there. And I had a bowl of water and I had a bowl of popsicles and I had a spoon and I said, God, you can make him swallow this. You can heal his body completely. And Jim and I anointed him with oil. And I'm telling you, he ate all the popsicles. 
And he drank the water and his fever came down and he began to feel better. He was healed and he did not have pneumonia from that time forward. God can do the impossible. He can do what we put our faith in him to do. Just believe that's the message. Would you stand with me this morning? There have been four or five deathbed healings that I know of, that I've been involved in, that the Lord touched the person that was dying and gave them years on their life. I won't call their names, but I could, I'll tell you later if you want to know. 2 Corinthians 1, 19 through 20 says this, it says, for the Son of God, Christ Jesus, who was preached among you by us, Paul said, by me and Sylvanus and Timothy, Timothy, was not yes and no, but it is yes in him. Oh, it's the truth. For as many as are promise, as are the promises of God, in him they are yes. Therefore, also through him is our amen. So be it to the glory of God through us. Oh, hallelujah. Do you have a need this morning that only he can bring the warrant to fix it? Only he can heal. Only he can restore. Only he can resurrect the dead, if you will, in whatever you have need of. I ask you, oh, Stand on those promises of God. The man that wrote that song, <laughs> Kelso Carter, said he was in and out with the Lord. He was on fire for God and then he backslid and forgot everything God ever told him. And the Lord miraculously healed him of a he was dying of a heart condition as a young man. He was in his 20s. He was dying from a heart condition. And God healed him and restored life to him. And he said, I'm standing on the promises of God. Father, thank you for helping our unbelief. Feel free to come forward if you want to. We don't have to be in a hurry. Oh, we thank you, Lord, for your patience and for your gentleness, Lord. And that even when we have no understanding, and our eyes are not open to the scripture. 
and our hearts can't comprehend what is said, you are the one. Oh, God, we look to you, and you can open our eyes, and you can remind our minds. Look back at what I've done for you in the past. Stand upon that promise. Stand upon that past experience in God, and I can still do it again, he says. Oh, Jesus, 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 didn't our hearts burn within us when we learned of you? Oh, and when we knew that you were alive and that you saved souls. Oh, thank you, Father, that you were the hope of Israel. Thank you, Father, that not only the hope of Israel, but the hope of our lives today. When the cancer comes, Lord, we can look back and say, oh, but your word said in general and in particular that you are the healer of our bodies. When the situations come that we don't understand, that we didn't plan for, oh God, you say, but I'm in control. You say, but I have your hand in mine and I I will not let you go. And you walk us through it, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Just praise him, folks. Just thank him for what he is and who he is and what he can do for you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That song that I was playing, I'm living on the hallelujah side. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Let the hallelujahs roll. Help me ring my Savior's praises far and wide. For I've opened up the windows of my soul and I'm living on the hallelujah side. Oh, be glad that you're not on the wrong side today. Oh, I'm so thankful that each and every one of us are on the right side, the hallelujah side. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us promises both in general and in particular, and we stand upon them today. Go with each one, Lord. Be with each one of us, O oh God, and make your, your face to shine upon each one because we know that it's reflected back to the world as you do. And we ask all of these things in Jesus' precious name. You can stay and pray. You can do whatever you'd like. But I'm finished with my message this morning. Put your faith in God. No matter what. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord, for the promise in general and the promise in particular, Lord. Oh, how we worship you. How we thank you, Lord Jesus. We honor your name today, Jesus.
We honor your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.